Good evening, everyone, or morning, or afternoon, wherever you are. Uh, welcome to episode 48 of the Post 20 Podcast. My name is Evan. I'm joined by my co-host, Matt, this evening. Um, seems that it's just kind of us two now, huh? Yeah, I guess so. Trevor's Trevor's uh, side hustle is booming, I guess. The beer, the trouble yeah. in paradise is taken off, so he doesn't, he doesn't have time anymore. That's all right. Um, yeah, so I guess it's kind of just... This has become, <laughs> I don't know, it's it's weird. This is like the standard intro for the past four weeks. It's been like us saying, oh, Trevor's not here, and then it's like, whatever. I just feel like we're in flux, that's all. You know, it's kind of a, maybe a transition, because it's just become a sports show, which is, at one point, what I w- was hoping to do, was to branch off and just have that, and mm-hmm. then this would be, you know, yeah, a normal... I remember that. I life remember, like, show. five weeks in, you were like, yeah, I think we're, I'm going to make, like, another show by myself and yeah. do this one at the same time. And now looking back, it was like... Oh, I had a feeling. That's the thing. I had a feeling that this would happen eventually. Yeah, I mean, but yeah. It just, makes sense. Life happens. And... Just gauging just gauging the first however many weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, yeah, I think eventually this will probably end up, at least whether everybody stays on it or not, um, I think I think when COVID I think when COVID ends and all the governors decide to open everything up that we should rebrand or do something different. We should change something. Yeah, I think that's good. Um it just doesn't have the same vibe and atmosphere. Like when you're in person, you're like bouncing off each other's energy and you're it's it, the conversation's a lot easier whether over online, I guess, it's not as smooth. Yeah, I guess that's true. Even being comfortable and having known each other for you know forever, it's mm-hmm. it, it's it is different. It's different when you're online, although it's easier to not have to leave your house and get set up and you know all of that. You're missing out on some of that chemistry that you would get if you were if you were recording together. So mm-hmm. it's a change. It's been a long period. I mean, we've been doing the show virtually longer than we had been doing it uh, in person. I think at this point. Yeah, we're. It's just about to be six months and a couple weeks online. Yeah. Which is nuts to think about. Yeah, mid March was when we went online. The last one we did was the seventeenth, like St. Patty's. Fucking crazy. I think it was you, me, Trevor and Zach. I think it was the last one we did. Yeah, it was. It was in my attic. We had just or it was in my We did in my, we did uh, loft. we did like two or three in the loft and then we and That was a good vibe too. Yeah, it was it was in the winter or it was like early spring too. So everybody was wearing their coats and shit. Yeah, it would have been so sick in the in the summer. Would have yeah, been so nice. Couple brewskis and everybody in their tanks. Yeah, hopefully you go down there. Go downstairs to the bench. Yeah, true. Quick pump. We wouldn't have had to have a fucking bench in there if, uh, if we didn't get locked down. Oh yeah, it's true. That wasn't even there yet. All that stuff's gone now because like the gym's back open. Yep. Um, what were we gonna talk about? Oh, we can we can talk about the soccer. We can recap that. Yeah. So we made a couple picks last week, which I'm not gonna repeat because I don't think any of mine hit. Um, I'm right there with you, so you don't have to hang your head alone. It was so bad. I mean, the 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 United Chelsea match, which I thought would surely go over two and a half. I, I even said it would go over three and a half. Uh, simply did not. It ended nil nil. Mm-hmm. Um, barring the game somehow ended nil nil. I Harry Harry fucking Maguire put his hand around 
or put his whole arm around Jorginho and, and ripped him down in the box. Uh, yeah, that, VAR had a look and said, you know what? Fuck it. No pen. That's ridiculous. VAR has been such a big factor in so many games this season. And then that's the first time where they didn't call for VAR and it was just as big of a decision. And there's no consistency. Yeah. I mean, there's no consistency in one. Uh, it's, it's two different ways for me that, that I see that it's an issue. There's no consistency in the way that they call handballs, which is, I think, the biggest. Um, handballs and other fouls in the box. And then there is no consistency on when it is called or not called on to be used in the first place. Like, mm-hmm. did, did, VAR, did VAR look at that, that Harry Maguire pull down or no? It has to. They, they're always watching. They had the whole booth in London or whatever it is, like their HQ. Right, but like sometimes they don't let you, like they won't even show you the, I mean, they show you the replay there, but like. I would imagine it works like how in football, like you'll have the booth review going on and like they'll stop the play before the next snap happens. Like that's how I imagine it. I guess that's true. I don't know. It's just entirely strange and rather unfortunate in the way that it operates because it's cost a lot of teams a lot of points this year already. And. Mm-hmm. Chelsea should have walked away from that with three points. They were the better team, not by much. Let's be serious, but they were a far better team in that outing. Um, yeah, we needed that win really bad because now we have two draws in a row in the league, and now we come up against Burnley tomorrow morning, which should be a decent game. Burnley sometimes has been our bogey. Yeah, I mean they they um they they held Tottenham to one goal. Um, Although I, I think Tottenham are shit and they're way higher on the table than they should be. Yeah, that was one of my other picks. They're at three and a half. They just won nothing easy. They haven't lost in the league yet, I don't think. Oh no. Yeah, no, they haven't. Um they've been lucky. I watched their at half yesterday against Royal Antwerp in the uh Oh, they lost one nothing Everton. In week the Europa one. League. Oh, they did? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they played five since then, right? Yep. Um, they lost to Royal Antwerp, which is a Belgian side, uh, yesterday. Yeah, in, and Arsenal, in Belgium. on the other hand, held their own against Dundalk. And they played, you know, their their youth squad. And admittedly, Tottenham's second team is far superior than, than Arsenal's youth squad. I mean, we were playing Joe Willock. Mm-hmm. So Tottenham fucked me uh, on a on a big slip yesterday. Uh, they were the only team that I missed on that slip. So fuck yeah. you guys. Yeah, the I think the most surprising result from the previous week was Everton losing two 0 to Southampton. Danny Ings got me two assists, but I mean no Hamas and no um, Richarlison was a big hit for them offensively. Of course, and Southampton's rolling. Um, they were feeling yep. good, I think, after coming from behind yep. to to get a point away at Chelsea. Yep. Um, they're they on a aren't good, bad. They're on a good run of form. Their last uh, four games, they have three wins and or no, is it? Yeah, three wins and a draw. Last three weeks, so they're doing play. They're playing really well, and now they come up against Aston Villa, which. Aston Villa has been up and down with the Liverpool win, and uh, last week 
but they, they lost three nothing to Leeds. So I don't know who you'd have in that game. I think that should be a good. I think that should be a good match. Um, I'd probably. I guess uh, right. I'd be looking towards towards Villa, but I don't know. It could be. It could be tight. It could go either way. I think. Yeah, I don't know. The way Aston Villa's been playing so far is they do really well against the the bigger teams, and then they'll struggle sometimes against the smaller teams. I think with, they'd play up to the competition. That's yeah, all. Big, big wins over Leicester and Liverpool, and then they lose to Leeds, who I would say is a pretty decent team. They've come out really well out of the blocks with Patrick Bamford getting an inform on FIFA this week. I mean, the card's pretty ass, but still. Yeah, I um. Uh, Leeds have a Leeds have a pretty um big matchup this weekend against Leicester, and mm-hmm. honestly, I I kind of like I kind of like Leeds odds. Um, Vardy scored again yesterday in uh, okay. in the Europa League. He can't stop scoring. He's like thirty eight, and he just can't did, stop scoring. Did he start in that game? Yeah, he did. Yeah, because he came off the bench um last week in the prem and they oh, scored I'm the goal aware. arsenal oh i'm fully aware of that just letting the viewers know oh the yeah. listeners yeah that was uh yeah he came he said on he's not fit to start but he's he's hit to he score played, played 30 minutes and then that unger that turkish dude who wasn't playing well he got one ball in behind and already just headed it in down yeah he's like, he's good he's clinical man he doesn't need many chances no, and he's still quick. I mean, for a 38-year-old, he's fucking rapid, you know? He's not 38. He's fucking old, dude. He's like 33 or something. He's like Ronaldo no and Messi. Yeah, he's like he's the same age as Messi. No, he's 65. Let's see. 33, yeah. He's January 11, 1987. Uh, he's, he's fucking, he's 38. Look at him. <laughs> he looks that old. I don't know why I have he 38 He still has the wheels. He still has the wheels. I don't know. I don't know where that number came from. Um, thirty-three. You may as well be fucking thirty-eight in the Premier League. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so they face off against Leeds this weekend. I think there's probably going to be a lot of value in that Leeds bet. Um, they're they're kind of rolling again. It seems after uh, after their win last weekend. So I'm looking to back them probably this weekend if I can get a decent uh, decent odds on them. Yeah, from where I'm looking, they're favorites right now. Plus one fifty five, yeah, because they're home. Plus one fifty five to plus one seventy. I mean, at home doesn't with, matter these days. Yeah, I was about to say that. Yeah, until there becomes fans back. Like, I mean, we're going to talk about this later, but Ohio State plays at Penn State tomorrow. College football. Yeah, and like the line at the beginning of the week was minus eight for Ohio State, and now it's at minus fourteen or something. But if if that's a full stadium whiteout. Like a classic whiteout game, I think Ohio State's only three point favorites. Yeah, like that's that's how much fans matter, and like especially in betting. Yeah, that's true. That's certainly true. So, um, quickly going over the upcoming games for this weekend, you guys are lucky enough to get it um, before the weekend happens. Sheffield United take on Manchester City tomorrow at eight thirty a.m. That should be tidy for City. Uh, Sheffield are at the bottom of the table, can't score for their lives. Uh, at 11 a.m., Chelsea take on Burnley. Again, I think Chelsea should probably do that uh, pretty handily. At 1.30, we have an, uh, an interesting game. 
Uh, Liverpool take on West Ham United. I don't know about that one, but uh, Fabinho's yeah. out. He's out. Van Dyke's obviously out. So centrally in the defense, you're going to have a lot of questions who's going to play there, whether it's Gomez, Matip, or maybe they shift one of the fullbacks in there. I don't know what he's going to do, but West Ham's coming off a big draw against Man City. Um, I don't know. Odds-wise right now, Liverpool is going to be favorites, minus 280, but West Ham at plus 650, you never know. It's a good bet. You never know, really. Throw a tenner on there. Yeah, Mikel Antonio has been looking pretty decent, actually. Yeah, like at the beginning of the season, everybody thought they were going to get relegated, and Declan Rice talks he was going to leave, and now yeah. complete 180. They're looking decent. Um. All right, moving on to the next day, Sunday, Aston Villa take on Southampton, which we talked about already. Um, I could go either way. I guess Aston Villa is probably going to be favorited in that. Uh, yeah, if the home team usually, yeah, they're plus one forty-five to Southampton's one seventy-five. So that's a value. That's value if you if you really feel like um, pretty much even throwing them into a a uh, not accumulator. That's what they you call it over there. Parlay. Parlay. Yeah, you can put a two-game parlay, and it won't be too bad. Put yeah. you put the Villa and a West Ham win, you get plus seventeen thirty-eight. Yeah, I mean that's, that's a long shot. That's huge. Um, at nine a.m., Everton take on Newcastle. I mean, ever this is a must-win game for Everton to show the that they are top of the league, but they have to show, I think, that the first six fixtures weren't a flash in the pan. Um, right. They they desperately need this win, bouncing back um, from a draw, and then from that loss against Southampton, uh, Carlo needs it, I think, to make sure the team stays sharp, stays focused on staying at the top of the table for as long as possible, winning the league if they can. Um, uh, yeah, they're joint with Liverpool, tied for points, um, goal differential wise. Everton has them, but. Liverpool have given up 14, obviously seven coming in the one game. They're tied right now for the most goals let in, but they're also the second most scored behind Tottenham. Yeah, Villa have the, the lowest goals allowed in the league, I think, at five. That's correct, yep. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. And I think yeah, they've also They've also played one less game than everybody. Yeah, that's true. Um, City and United, yeah, and uh, whoever else, uh, Burnley is the other one. So Arsenal has the lowest goals allowed. If we're not counting the the clubs with yeah. games in hand, yeah. which is shocking for their horrible defense. Yeah, Chelsea's not doing. I mean, they're right. They're all right there. They just need a couple good runs. Couple. They need a good run. Come. It looked good. Uh, just packing it in against United, though. I think it's important every once in a while. Um, Although they have a lot of goal scorers, it's good to see your club pack it in, you know, play, play compact and be sharp but defensively, just to know that they can hold uh, United to to you know nothing is mm-hmm. I think important to know as a fan or a supporter or whatever um, to know that your club has that capability because when they get both sides clicking offensively and defensively. They could be, they could really be threatening because they yeah. have a very, very strong attacking five, six players. Mm-hmm. Um, I think 
Go I think going back to that Everton Newcastle game, Newcastle's a hard team to really pinpoint how they're going to play. Right now, yeah. they're right down the middle, two, two, and two. Um, middle of the pack scoring wise, also middle giving up goals, really. Callum Wilson was a really good buy for them. They really needed a good striker um, to replace like Jolington because Jolington hasn't stepped up. And I'll, they got Andy, Car- or no, Andy Carroll's at West Ham, but uh, they got St. Saint Maximin, who everybody yeah. thinks is good, really nice on FIFA, but he's not consistent. So I don't really know how to sway this. You want to say Everton, but if Hamas and Richarlison, I mean, Richarlison's not playing again, but... He's got two more to serve, right? Two yeah, more matches. He's got that straight that straight red, and they didn't get it appealed. And I don't know Hamas' health, but it should be interesting. Maybe you give it a straw, like a 1-1 draw. I would be debating whether to put a draw on this game i pro- i'm probably gonna ride everton because i think their odds will be down after that loss mm-hmm. um, anything else to say on that or no no you can move on to the mark i would say this is the marquee game of the week um 11 30 a.m my arsenal take on manchester united i think this game is at old trafford Arsenal yeah. haven't won at Old Trafford in about 10 years. I was talking uh, about this with my Irish buddy last night. He, he's mm-hmm. a United supporter. Um, and he seems to, he seems to think that, that Aubameyang is going to fucking re- really destroy Harry Maguire. And, and... Yeah, now that I really think about it, I think this would be the time they win because there's no fans there. So it'd be kind of jokes. Yeah, I I would bet heavy on Arsenal here. I think this would be the game I would bet Arsenal heavy. Well, this is big for them. This will be really. This is a a must win. Uh, they have you know two wins and three losses, uh, or th- three wins and three losses. So there, there's been no draws for Arsenal this year. It's either feast or famine. Um, mm. they desperately need this. They need this to to jump Chelsea on the table. Um. And try and get themselves up in around six and seven. There's no reason for Southampton and Crystal Palace to be above Chelsea and Arsenal in this Premier League table. Um, yep. And there's also no reason for United and City to be in 13th and 15th, respectively. Yeah, so, that's insane. So United need this as well. It's going to be a tight game. I think um, there could be a lot of goals, especially if the weather's all right. But I also think um, that it's going to be a small a small margin. So you know, if Arsenal score four. United are going to score three, and, and, and vice versa. We'll have to see. Uh, it depends on what kind of side Arsenal play. If they play a shit side, they're going to lose. So Yeah. Yeah, what do you think their best front three is? Because they've changed it up a lot. You've had Saka, um, He's Aubameyang, unreal. Lacazette, um, and Ketia, and Ketia, yeah. Lillian, and Pepe. Like, who would, your best, who would your first three be? Well, I to be honest with you, I really like Saka. He's so young and he's so talented. He moves really well off the ball, which I think is most important, especially when you're playing with other players who can do the same, like Aubameyang and like Nketiah. Um, if I had to pick, I guess if we're playing left, center, right, you know, Aubameyang as a, as a striker, mm-hmm. um, I'd probably take Saka on the left and, um, and William on the right. Uh, Pepe's starting to find his form, it looks like. He's been really sharp the past couple times that I've watched him. Uh, he looked good yesterday in that Europa League game. It's all about confidence for him, which is what I've I've come to learn over the past two seasons. Um, 
he needs to score and he needs to be involved. And when he's not, it's too hard for him to break into the side. So yeah, I've, I've been seeing the at the beginning of the season, Willian was starting and getting a lot of chances. And as the season's progressed, he's slowly taken a step out, whether that's Mikel's choice or whatever else is going on with him. I don't really know. Saka's obviously been stepping up, and I think Pepe is going to slowly slide into there more and more. Yeah, I mean, Pepe's young, and he was worth a lot. So it, it, it makes sense for, for Arsenal to try and make him a mainstay, and I'm just hoping that he doesn't turn out to be another Jovino, which is the comparison that I saw the other day. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I guess Saka, um, he can, which he can play on either flank as well. Um with. Yeah, and they've used Aubameyang out wide more than just being central, just to accommodate for Lacazette. Yeah, they have, and I guess honestly, moving him out, moving him out wide in for either um, Saka or Pepe. I mean, he plays typically on the left, Aubameyang, um, mm. and putting Enketia in at the at the striker position. I mean, Enketia is really good for a young guy. He got a lot of experience at Leeds last year, and he came up through the Chelsea Academy. I mean, he's had good, he's had very, very, very good coaching his entire career um, under mm-hmm. Bielsa last year, and now and or, and before that under Chelsea Academy. He he'd be all right there. Um, when we sub him in, he scores typically. So yeah. we'll have to see. Uh, I'm really interested to see what kind of side they play. United, I guess, will probably just jam the ball to Marcus Rashford all fucking game. I don't know. Yep. Pretty much coming he's, off a hat trick. He's world class. Like he's been so fucking good. The past the past three weeks, four weeks, he's been playing unconscious, out of his mind. Like so, yeah. so, so good. Um, but United's defense is shocking. Shaky. Yeah, Ellis hasn't really um, set himself in stone there yet. You got he has Corona now. Yeah, exactly. So now they gotta throw Luke Shaw in there again, or Brendan Williams, whatever. The, Whatever um Ollie feels. Yep. I think this is a huge game for Ollie. I do too. Whether if I think if he loses this and that record you said at the start breaks and obviously huge rivalry game, I think that's really putting him on the hot seat. Um, and I I mean the next few the next few fixtures, they play Everton next week and then a light one against West Brom. I don't know. If Hamas is back from COVID or his injury or whatever, and then Richarlison's still out, but you still got to worry about DCL. Yeah, of course. I don't, I don't know. This is, I don't even know. There's no talks of him being sacked. Like nobody's been talking about it. I really think it's a possibility. They're, in, they played five games. They've only gotten seven points, and they're in fifteenth place. You it's would think there'd be shit. more, more talks. <laughs> well, we're coming, we're coming up to that time, the first couple weeks in December where the first manager gets sacked. And yeah, it's crunch. I would say Ollie's top three on the list. I would I would certainly agree with you. Um, but but having a conversation, like I said, I was talking to my buddy the other night. You know, he said right now United only beat big clubs. They can't they can't beat the shitter clubs. Like they they cannot. The ones that pack it in. Yeah, he said they'll draw them or they will play down to their. Um, to their competition. And that's true. Yeah. I mean, that they have been, that is characteristic of Manchester United in the past two, three seasons. And this year you've seen it, especially, um, I don't know if, if, if the Arsenal defense is shaky and weird, then United might truly not even be able to get through still. Uh, we'll, we'll have to see what the tempo of this game looks like because 
you know, you, you watch them play against Leipzig, like when when they start to get the wheels turning, they can pump in five. Leipzig yeah. are on a bad side. They have a great they have a great defense. You know, they have Mukiele and and Upamecano. Both of them played. They're both very, very good. Um, also pretty young and inexperienced at the same time. I guess that's true, but I mean, how old's fucking Marcus Rashford? He's not that old, right? Twenty two. Yeah, so I mean I guess they're 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 more experienced, but still Rashford's been playing since he was eighteen in that squad. He's in the Mason Greenwood. He was in the Mason Greenwood role and oh, become yeah. more and more a part of it. Whether that's because they haven't been bringing in many players attacking wise. I mean, their last big attacker they brought in was Bruno, but before that it was Martial. Yeah. So I mean, also they're financially back. I saw they're struggling in the past right now. year. They went 130 something percent in the debt over the past year. They're like 470 million dollars in debt. Yeah. So they they're gonna have to start. I mean, the, I that guarantees in my mind that Pogba's done after this year. He wants a new contract. He's on his last year. They'll have to sell him. So he's definitely gonna leave, whether it's Madrid or whatever else. Maybe he goes back to Italy. I don't know. But well, is it is his contract done next year or twenty twenty two? I think it was. I think they activated a clause, so it's twenty twenty two now. Okay, so, a, a so they'll have extent. to pay. They'll have to pay the release clause, whoever but gets him. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's smart by United. They always those people those guys in the office know what they're doing. They put that shit in there. They stick it in. That's true. Um, so moving on from the Arsenal Manchester United game, which could truly go either way, we have the final game of uh, Sunday, November first, which is Tottenham Hotspur at Brighton and Hove Albion. I am not confident in Tottenham Hotspur, but I, I would probably say they should win here. Yeah, I would agree. Brighton started off really well. They showed really good signs. Ever since they haven't, they haven't picked up a win since week two. A lot of losses, and um, their only draw, or they drew Palace and West Brom the last two weeks. So, uh, yeah, I would go with Spurs here. I think. Um, Harry Kane and Son are just really hard to bet against. You never know. Just like how you said in the last game, I think if some clicks, they can just link up and go for three and four goals together. Yeah. Brighton, I just don't see them scoring that many against Tottenham. I mean, their defense isn't as solidified as the other two teams before either, but I just think their offense is more lethal. Yeah, I think that's that's true. Um. That should be a pretty simple one for Tottenham, although they can be shaky. Uh, we talked about Leeds-Leicester. The last game uh, on Monday, November 2nd, is Fulham versus West Bromwich Albion. That could big go either six way. Pointer. Big six-pointer, bottom of the table. Yeah, I'd probably take West Brom here. I don't know why. I just have a feeling about Fulham. I don't know. They're just going to have one week where it just shocks everybody. Dude, they suck. They're a punching bag. They're so bad. <laughs> they can't score goals. West Brom, West Brom can't score goals. They've both given up 14 goals this year. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I knew. I remember West Brom gave up five against somebody. Fulham's been giving up at least three games. So, yeah, I could see this being, a, I don't know. I have a feeling this could be like a 3-3 or like a 3-2 type of game. You think I don't it'll know be why. like a barn burner like the one yeah, against Leeds like- was? Yeah, I just feel like it's going to be a really fun game to watch because they both have nothing to lose right now. It's like 
nobody's expecting anything out of him. Yeah. So, I don't know. I would lean towards West Brom, Pereira, and Diangana. Yeah, they're pretty they're pretty good together. Mitrovic hasn't really been doing anything. Their attack's been struggling. So I would lean more towards West Brom here. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, so that wraps up our Premier League prediction type um, of thing that we seem to be doing every week and I enjoy. Uh, let's move. You wanted to talk about, about your Big Ten matchup of the week. Yeah. Um, sadly, forgot to talk about... the. Oh my god, my brain just shut down right there for a second. Nothing was I was thinking, but nothing was coming out of my head for some reason. Um, yeah, last week Big Ten was back, college football. Um, Ohio State got the dub. First half was a little shaky against Nebraska, but they pulled it through and shut them down. Also hit the cover. Um, they're playing. They're playing Penn State, which is a very big game. Not as big. Um, as it should be because Penn State choked against Indiana. They lost in overtime. Got they they the the guy they scored the winning the leading touchdown, right? They got took the lead with about I think thirty or forty seconds left in the fourth quarter. And then the kicker decides to squib it to the the to the other forty for some reason. I don't know why he doesn't bomb it there. He squibs it, Indiana goes up the whole other end hits a tying field goal, and then there's 10 seconds left, and Penn State somehow gets a chance to hit the winning field goal with at a 57-yarder, and the guy misses it by a yard. I saw that. Which was insane. And then Indiana wins in overtime, and now Penn State drops from rank, being ranked 8 to 17, and Ohio State moves up to 3. Um, we talked about earlier in the show, Ohio State are major favorites right now. The game's at Happy Valley. Um, just week two now, working out kinks from week one and all that. Justin Fields looked great. Um, the worst thing that could happen right now is if he gets COVID, because I saw Trevor Lawrence got it, so yeah. he's out the next couple of weeks for Clemson. But they'll be breezing because the ACC's ass. Um, but if he got Justin got COVID, that'd be fucked for us because we don't have many. We have two young freshmen, and then a guy that hasn't played that much at quarterback. And I think our receivers are looking great. Garrett Wilson and um, Chris Olave, those guys fucking popped off. Yeah, they're deep. The what was it, Nebraska's DBs couldn't keep up with them. I think this is a massive blowout. For Ohio State, I think they win by 20 here. Yeah, I, Penn, I agree. Penn State could not keep, like, they couldn't put Indiana away. And Indiana's a decent team in the Big Ten. I put them, like, top to, like, five or six. I put them around there, obviously, behind Ohio State, Penn State. I still have Penn State above them, Michigan, and um, Wisconsin, Minnesota. Those are, like, my top five. But the, just last year, last year's game, I went to at Ohio State. Against Penn State, and we were cruising first half. It was like twenty-one to three, and then all of a sudden, two drives happened where Justin Fields fumbled the ball off the option, and then J.K. Dobbins also fumbled the ball, and they they go up and score two touchdowns with their backup quarterback. Their starter couldn't get their points. Yeah, and I would think Ohio State just dominates here. I think that would be easy if you want to smash the line for Ohio State. I would take that for put your mortgage on it. I guarantee it. <laughs> 
Um, I don't know how credible that is after the past couple weeks of Prem, but this is college football, completely different sport, That's different true. minds. People keep, I think betting wise, people have certain sports that just they whisper, they like they're whisper at that. Like you'll have a soccer one. My thing is like NFL, like I or no, last year's NBA, I was just hitting NBA games for some reason, like overs. But I, yeah, I think Ohio State here on the line, Penn State looks terrible. I think that's easy. Yeah, I agree. Um, there's not really any other games. I mean, we don't even prepare the same way we did. We just like turn the mics on and just ramble, which is how usually a decent podcast is. But I feel like it's better that way. Yeah, just straight off the head. I mean, I was just rambling for the past couple of minutes, whatever, because I didn't have anything written down or I was just speaking what was on my mind. Yeah, that's all good. Oh, another thing. Congratulations to Rutgers on getting their first oh God, Big Ten that. win Michigan since State. 2017. Michigan State, I don't know what the hell happened to you guys. You guys were a fucking like, proud program five years ago, and now you guys are in the toilet with Rutgers in Maryland. Yeah, their money was, or the, the money line, the Rutgers money line was absolutely cranked. Like, it was so high. Because what, in no, favor of Michigan State. What do you mean? You said the line. Yeah, like, like Rutgers had a fucking juicy money line option. Like, I, mm-hmm. I you would have made so much money if you took that. Um, you yeah. know, the kids that go to Rutgers and threw them into their parlay just in case probably made a, had a fucking day. True. After um, this week, Ohio State's when they're done with Penn State, they play like we're talking about Rutgers, and they play Maryland, which are cupcakes. Yeah, I mean, you, an eight-game season is not that much, but it puts so much more meaning on the games. Of course, each game counts for so much more. Um, the one team I'd be really worried about is Wisconsin. Wisconsin's always a scary team because they, I mean, past five six years it's been ohio state wisconsin in the big Ten championship so yeah that's that's what i would say the favorite choice is right now in the the conference game on december 19th also trevor's birthday oh all right be a cool watch party watch the big 10 conference game for sure it's on a saturday i think word but yeah that was my one thing i wanted to talk about for football all right what else do we want to chat about quick before we're at 34 minutes. I'm about to go eat dinner, but is there anything else we want to talk about? Um, the election. Oh, yeah. I can't wait until the election is done and over with so I can stop fucking hearing about it. Yeah, work-wise, I, they, you, we have to deliver so much political mail. It I sets know, me it's back. AIDS. It's an extra 30 to 40 minutes of casing shit. Yeah. It's, you should have seen two days ago how much political mail I had. That shit was like, two and a half feet tall yeah, of insane. flyers and pamphlets and letters. It's, it's so annoying. I don't understand the tactic behind that. Like I can understand if I get something once a week from a candidate. It goes right in the trash, dude. Exactly. Whether it's, it's a candidate you're voting for or it's a candidate you have no interest in, you're throwing it in the trash. Yeah. It's so dumb. It seems I, like I a waste. It, yeah, it's it's a waste, and also people get like two per house or something at some points, and I guess yeah. it's fucking annoying. But uh, yeah, once the election's over, a lot of things I think will go back to normal. I think within the next couple weeks, I think we're gonna see a vaccine for the COVID. What from Johnson Johnson or whatever? I think they're gonna start shipping. 
like the president said they have vials and everything whether it's fda approved and all that we'll have to wait but uh, you just can't really trust the media nowadays no you can't trust what they say one or anything really the the whole thing with um joe biden's son hunter coming (laughs) out laptop shit nobody nobody was talking about it nobody covered it nobody pressed biden about it it got squashed by everything by every outlet yeah even conservative outlets i didn't hardly see anything yeah they talked about it for like a day or two and then they moved on because something else happened but I mean, it's blockbuster. I mean, it doesn't. All all politicians and the families of politicians are all corrupt. I mean, all all it does is is enforce the idea that the the Biden family is also corrupt. Um, yeah, and I, my one thing is they hate on Trump and say he takes money no, from I, people. Yeah, but he was popular before getting into politics. All these people were irrelevant before getting into politics. A lot of and, them were, and like. Yeah, because they'll come from famous families and whatnot, but they all take money some way or another. They make deals with lobbyists and shit like that. That's so it's just normal. That's just American. It's, it's politics in general, but it's specifically American politics is that way. And you know, the the holier than thou on the left that 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 look down on the people on the right because they do take money or they have taken money. They have no right, really, because most of the left, let's talk about the Clintons, talk about the Bidens, talk about the Obamas. There's there's money. There's always exchanges of money. It doesn't matter. The party affiliation has nothing to do with it. They're all politicians. You got to vote for the person these days that you feel is best equipped to to run the country. And that's just, I'm just so excited for the fucking shit to be done with, honestly. Yeah. Um. I would say the polls, you obviously can't trust them. All no, of them. Never the can. majority of them favor Biden. And in swing states, you'll see some that have Biden up by like eight, nine points. And it doesn't really make sense compared to how Trump did in 2016 to there with um, compared to Hillary. It, yeah. Like uh, the one graph I like seeing is the polls at this current time compared to four years ago. And a lot of them. Uh, Biden's not favored as much as Hillary was. I don't know whether that's through their actual polling or considering that Trump has more voters than they think. I think after his four years and now we know what he's capable of and what he has done, I think he's I think he's done a lot of what he's promised, whether it's with the wall, prison reform, um mainly his main thing that obviously talks about is the economy and all the un- the unemployment records it's i don't know how you really can dispute that and whenever biden talks about what he's going to do i don't really hear what his plan is he said he has a plan he has a plan and you can say that but like most times you're not going to go to this person's website and look this shit up like i don't know why they say look all this stuff like i'm not going to go out of my way to follow your whole life yeah all this shit and he supports a lot of weird things. And he flip-flops on things. The one thing now He is, is a flip-flopper. He has always been. Yeah, he's been in there for 47 years. He said he's going to do this. And Trump's knockout punch always is, you've been in politics for 47 years. You're in, you the, you're in the White House eight years ago, for eight years, four years ago. Like, why didn't you do it then? And there's no response. Um, 
I think I, I honestly think Trump's going to win, whether it's I, I would have to say I think it's going to be like 2016. I think it'll be close. If not, I think he wins Cape like handily. Because the uh, I remember I was going to say the one thing that all the Democrats said early in the year up to like a month ago, they would say, go do mail in voting, vote by mail. And this and that. And now over the past couple of days, they're saying, no, 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 no. Go vote in person. Hand your ballots in in person. It's just, it doesn't make sense. Like, it, or, like, is COVID a real thing? Is it that bad? Should I vote in per- mail-in ballot and stay safe? Or are you telling me to go vote in person and take the chance of getting COVID somehow? Like, like it doesn't make sense. That's certain. It's, COVID is certainly real. But the fact that they've, they've made the choice... Just the the whole voting, get out and vote thing from from all of politics is I don't understand why now it's switched to make sure that you're going and voting in person like and and it has I mean there's just an emphasis on vote it's not it's not now an emphasis on vote you know vote by mail it's an emphasis on just vote however you have to get your vote in go and vote and make sure you vote and it's not vote it's it's vote it's vote. Democrat, which you know, whatever. I, I, I'm a moderate. I don't care who the fuck you vote for. It, it doesn't. It has no reflection on the type of human being you are, in my opinion. Um, but, but I don't. It, the vote thing is annoying to me because it's not vote. It's vote Democrat, and that I think people need to understand. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, fuck, I forgot what I was gonna say. Shit. But yeah, I mean. As soon as it's over, I think things will go back to normal. I mean, Can't he might. Wait. I mean, I, I think if Trump wins, you're going to see a lot of more violence and riots in these cities. That's my personal opinion. I don't know. Yeah, dude, part of me just wants Biden to win so that people can just, I can just you know, things can go back to whatever they were before. No, I'd be horrified for that. Nothing will be... change if Joe Biden. Th- this is what this is what the hard right needs to understand. Nothing will change. You, the amount of taxes you pay, number one, will take years to kick in, because the the way that Trump has moved us so retroactively. I I prefer obviously Trump's tax plan. Right. I don't want to pay as many as as much in taxes, but but when if Biden gets elected, things will not really change. It, it's just you, you, it just won't. You, you also have to consider um, the Senate and the House, how seats flip and whatnot. But the GOP the controls Republic. the Senate. I understand, but I'm just saying if they hold that down and get the House, I think that's more important than the presidency. 100%. I agree. That's and where all the laws are made and passed and whatnot, and all the president can do is just veto it. Right. So, I mean, if, if Biden goes in, if Biden wins the presidency and the GOP retains the Senate, and um, obviously, the Supreme Court is is big too, and now that's it's it's, it's Republican controlled, um, with the yeah. appointment of of uh, Barrett. So, I think just like nothing changing and making sure that we don't move any further backwards in in civil relations and the rights of human beings in general. That's the best we can hope for. No more rioting. No more fucking killing each other. Like I just. I don't know. I'm just tired of the way that 
shit is right I now. Think sh- I think short term, if Biden wins, I think we're going to have national lockdowns and things are going to go back to how they were in March early on. I think like a, it's going to go back to that for a little bit and more businesses are going to shut down. More businesses are going to go bankrupt. More jobs are going to be lost. Suicide rates are going to go up. More violence, more stealing under whatever name that these people say it is, whether it's peaceful, peaceful protesting or Antifa or whatnot, and they get away with it. They're going to cut all, keep cutting the police, keep tying their hands. And then long term, like the taxes thing, you say it takes a little while to kick in. But right now, how like at our current stage of our lives, we need to we need as much money as we can get. To we're set ourselves we're, we're up. fucked. The, the the American government fucked us anyway. So, I know we already lost. So to me, it's like, what the fuck do I care? Because our social security is dried up. Our benefit programs, Medicaid, shit like that, will be gone because that the the government has flip flopped and fucked it up and misspent for so many years. <laughs> like we're we're screwed either way. So that's why I find it I find it so hard for me to sit. Uh, on the left or on the right, because it's all the same bullshit to me. You know, yeah, I guess you're right. It's it sucks, but it is what it is. I I won't be I won't be upset regardless of who wins. You know what I mean? I just hope that things get the, the, all we can really hope for as American citizens. I think is that shit gets better in America, and our daily lives aren't plagued by seeing you know everyone at each other's throats, right, left, black, white whatever at each other's throats on the news every day but i think that's kind of the way that shit is going to be moving forward for the next couple years yeah i think the world's getting more and more political i think trump's made that clear with him becoming president i think everybody feels they can be involved in politics one way or another and yeah i think one thing is guaranteed in this election i think it's going to be the highest voter turnout ever yeah, you're right. Obviously, as the as the years go on, more and more people become eligible to vote, and the country's always growing. We're we we take in the most people. I think we take in like a million immigrants every year, which is crazy. But um, yeah, uh, go vote if you haven't voted. If you're listening to this right now, go vote. Either way, doesn't matter. Just do your civic duty. Yeah. It's a right granted to you for being a citizen. Do your one task. I would say. Yeah. Um, whether it's mail-in or vote in person i would say as of right now vote in person because the election's so soon and i don't know if if you hand in your ballot after the election it's not going to count so you don't really have much time yeah um is it nine days now no it's five i thought i thought election day was the eighth the third it's the third the first tuesday of november is when it is yeah the third yes sure five days you can really say four because today's pretty much over yeah so yeah um i'm sure most people that are going to listen to this it's going to be after the election so oh leave in the comments or no not the comments whatever let us know on instagram and twitter uh, what happened i guess retrospectively you can meme us whatever happened um i don't even want to make a prediction because i i truly don't know what will I happen. think I think Trump's gonna win. I'll say that. Yeah, I'll, I'll make a claim. I I I I guess if I had to say, I I don't think he will. I just think the voter turnout is too, like, it's gonna be too like. Um, you think Biden's gonna win? 
Yeah, it's it's youth. I think it'll be youth dominated. Like I have, I will be honest. Yeah, but, I've seen more youth here. Yeah, but you're starting to see the Gen Z rise, and the Gen Z is the most conservative generation in a while. All these kids are growing up nowadays on the internet and seeing everything. Everything's right there on their fingertips, so they can fact check things right away rather than just listen to the media. Um, yeah, I think the youth vote's going to be crazy. They said like last last election there was only 1.8 million mail-in ballots for ages 18 to 29 now it's at like 7 million yeah exactly for that age group age gap um they've made it easier I, that's why I, I think it'll be just like 2016 i think trump loses the popular vote but he wins the electoral, electoral. vote he is he is attack he is attack heavy he's going to all these battleground states he's going to the key counties that he need he wants to win and he's targeting where he wants the votes and Biden's just following him. It's not like Biden, if Biden was in a comfortable spot and really going for it, he'd be in Texas, he'd be in Florida more, he'd be in Georgia, North Carolina, he would be in all these states, but he's in Minnesota, Wisconsin. The um, states he's going to win anyway. No, if he's trying to hold those positions. If they're, if they're strongholds, he shouldn't have to go there, right? You don't see Trump in Texas a lot. You don't see him in in um alabama and i mean well that's not a good one but you know what i mean like trump's going to more democratic areas rather than biden's going more republican areas yeah it's 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 just strange i think i think you're gonna get trump has probably turned more people that voted against him last some or last election exactly he's probably turned more towards him but he certainly has also lost folks that voted for him last last election and that's what that's happens that, that that's just part of what happens when you run for another term you know what i mean oh, that happened to obama too like that's just that's part of running for another term if if, if people feel like you didn't fully deliver which i, get, I don't i don't get, think that necessarily applies to trump i think he did you got to remember that the an incumbent president has only lost an election two times in history that's true so it's not very likely but uh, I think we can end on this since we've been rambling on um, a conspiracy theory I've heard <laughs> with COVID. I know early on we were big on conspiracy theories. Wade was big on them, but I heard, well, I heard, but this is what I, I heard. COVID obviously was brought to America on purpose, planned by the Chinese government and Democrats. The, t- the timing of it is very coincidental. We're having an incredible economy. The stock market's at all-time highs. There's not really much, not many things you can point out that Trump has done bad. You bring in a global pandemic that has flip-flopped the entire country on its head. Businesses are closing. People are losing jobs. People are dying. The media is on all-time press, the highest of presses up Trump's ass. And I don't know. I, I can understand if you're under the perspective of a conservative back, like if, you're, if you support Trump and you're a conservative perspective, I can see how you agree with that. I think it's too crazy. It's like, fucking madness, dude. The whole I world think got fucked. Crazy. Yeah, I know. But I, it just it the timing of it is insane. It is it is bizarre that it happened before the the U.S. general an election, election year. But 
Of course, but there's always crazy shit that happens in election years. Always. I Nothing think H1, H1N1 happened in a fucking election year, too. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's, it, it's too crazy, I think. Like, as much as we think the United States is the only, like, just because we live here, we kind of do feel like the United States is the only thing that matters. But, I of mean, l- let me tell you, like, the amount of people that I, I interact with from that live in other countries. I have a buddy that lives in Ireland, everybody that lives in Northern Ireland, friends that live in England, friends that live in Europe. Um, their their countries are fucked too. Like exactly, there's it, a, there's another surge over there too. Yeah, it's it's horrible. Like I, I had somebody that was stuck. I, I had a friend that was stuck in fucking Italy. Yeah, during... didn't they say Germany and another country shut down again? Yeah, yeah, France is shutting down. Yeah, then. So you know, <laughs> that's that's funny. That's what the hard like. That's definitely like a hard line right conspiracy theory. Of course, um, but. I, I yeah I'd never subscribe to something like that. I mean I I think I think China I think certainly this was this was made somewhere over in China. It was made in a lab, yeah. One hundred percent, I think it was made in a lab. Um, the, the Chinese government is, for, for all of what it is, um, they are also very very smart and very manipulative. I think you can agree with this. I think China, the Chinese the communist group of China would favor a joe biden presidency than a donald trump one wouldn't you agree oh yeah he's more malleable because exactly. he's more reasonable that's why i mean trump I is not more... re- reasonable no, 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 no that's because he we've been getting screwed over for so like we have had the burden to pay for so many things for everybody we pay for other countries military budgets we pay for so much of things we represent 25 percent of the global economy we do all these things if we i mean i know this is never going to happen but if we've just focused on ourselves and then once we were solidified with borders well that's when america was great exactly infrastructure like we're worrying about our roads bridges that was that was a hundred years ago and all the presidents have just been kicking it to the next guy. They just kick the bucket to the next guy. Nobody's actually done the thing. That's that. That's truly where the crux of my libertarianism sits. We have not had a president that has focused on isolationist policies since fucking Teddy Roosevelt in the 20s, dude. In the 20s. And whether you like it or not, every other country has to... Be involved with us because it's just how of, it is. We're the world police. Yeah, and for no I'm, reason. And more, and on a more economic side, like they have to market towards us because we have the most money. I mean, we're the most influential. Not influential. We're the most. What's the word? Why am I? It, it starts with I. Be an idiot right now. Affluent. A- affluent would be A, which yeah. means meaning having the most money, it's being the richest. Else. Yeah, we're just, I would say, like, we're the richest country right now. We, like, you go to LA, all these fucking baller mansions, like, fucking 10, 20 million dollar properties. It's, it's fake wealth, though. I mean, it, that's personal wealth. It's not, it's not the GDP. It's not, it's not the, it's not the, the middle. Because the truthfully, middle we, our country is so poor. We are in so much debt. Yeah. But it's up to, it's up to a person's philosophy to think about whether that debt is real or not. If, let me let's end on this i urge you to go watch the interview that joe rogan did with kanye west because kanye says that's not real 
So he <laughs> really? He he said money's not real. I mean, it kind of is a construct. It it kind of is, and I I think like, um, the 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 way forward for for American society, for society in general, uh, really, I I want to say a global society is a conglomeration of ideas uh, that are composed of different aspects of free thought, truthfully free thought, breaking out of the fucking box that we exist in is the only way that we're going to be able to fix the, the issues that plague society because the issues that plague society are not just prevalent here, they're prevalent in every corner of the globe. So yeah. if, if people don't want to sit down and and listen to each other like i mean our views aren't the exact same but we we can sit here and listen to what each other have to say and agree and disagree and have a dialogue and and we're missing that truthfully in the united states and everywhere else so when that conversation is ready to be had and we can form new free thinking ideas um off the backs of those old antiquated ideas that is when things will be fixed yeah and you got to remember that i like at the core we have more things in common than not that's true that's you know the human condition of course yeah um it's a good uh, way to end things go ahead uh, one more thing i will be taking part in no shave november i will be shaving tomorrow night nice Uh, and we're gonna see what happens from there i have a mustache should i shave everything right now and and also i was thinking about that i was thinking about the movember like yeah. i shave everything but the mustache or like i just i only keep the mustache and like every couple of days i clean shave you know well, if, I mean? if you keep it i'll keep mine the mustache yeah i'm gonna look like a fucking pedo bro i got a cheeto <laughs> i know it's just orange i love mine oh, looks man. fucking uh interesting as well well, yours is like kind of more red than mine, really. I don't know how yours gets. So I have like red. Colored. My my facial hair gets red. Yeah, like your hair's dark. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, I am Irish. I guess comes so, out one way or another. Yeah. Uh, make sure you guys tune in next week, episode forty nine. Talk about more soccer. Maybe we'll get Trevor as a guest feature. <laughs> yeah. It'll be like a one-off thing. Uh, Fuck. See if we get somebody else on here. I yeah. think that's what we need. We need some fresh blood. Maybe we got to get money. that Joe Fowler interview coming soon. I, I want to know I everything know. about the Red Bulls. I know. I wonder how busy he is. I don't even know, man. Um, Dealing with his new girlfriend out. who's like half his size. <laughs> well, he's like fucking seven feet tall. I know, but he picked a girl that's five, like one. Yeah. Girls nowadays are five, eight, five, seven. Yeah, that's true. Um, but thank you guys for watching episode 48. We're coming up on 50. We're almost at a year, dude. Uh, I can't wait. Well, I don't crazy. even know what we should do. Maybe the, maybe the year one we should do an in-person one. Yeah, um, that'd be cool. Um, thank you guys for watching. Again, uh, make sure you check out our social media, uh, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, check us on Spotify. Check us on iTunes. Or what is it? Apple Podcast and yes. SoundCloud. Um, tell your friends. We're great. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Take care. See ya.